0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coastline Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message will equip, encourage, and edify you in your journey of life. We'd love to connect with you. Please email us at info at coastlinecc.org. And for more information about our church and our services, visit coastlinecc.org. Now let's open our hearts and open God's word. How many of you are not ready for the storm this week? Anybody? Thank you, okay, I'm with you. My goodness, this is Cape Cod. It's not supposed to happen here. That's why people move out here. I mean, goodness gracious, we've been here five years. I have never seen a storm like that. And on the Cape, at least. Like, goodness gracious me. It, it, they canceled school the night before, which I was fine with, you know, less driving for me. And then I woke up, and the kids, you know, Charlie, Brady did this whole thing, his teacher told them on Monday, like, if you put a spoon under your pillow, and if you, uh, what did they have to flush down the toilet? put an ice cube in the toilet and all these like things and then if you do all these things it's going to snow. It's really kind of a cute thing. So they did all these stuff, put the ice cube in the toilet, like don't put your hand inside the toilet, though. okay? Just drop it in there, you know, and don't, you can't flush it. And then every time one of the kids go to the bathroom, like don't go yet. it hasn't melted all the way. I'm like, oh my goodness, what are we doing here? Don't eat the yellow snow, right? <laughs> no, and I'm just like, what's going on here? Well. They go to bed. I had been keeping up with the weather. I'm like, okay, we're going to wake up. It'll be nice and snow. be really cool. I wake up and it's raining out. And I'm like, goodness gracious, i got to work from home. These kids could be at school. It's kind of crazy here. And I'm like, whatever, like, you know, at Cape Cod, that always happens, doesn't it? You think there's going to be snow and then suddenly it's raining out and it's just whatever. Well, then like this part of the day, I'm like, I got to go to CVS and grab something real quick. And it had just started snowing. Well, here's the snow finally. So I leave, I go to CVS, it's not that the roads are fine. I'm in CVS for 10, 15 minutes, and when I left CVS there in Harwich to drive the 10 minutes back to my house, it was horrible out. It went from like nothing to just, I was sliding all over the place. I'm like, this is actually, I was getting ready to take a right turn down Snow Road, and I, I started to break, and guess what I, I slid right by Snow Road, I said, well, I guess, It's very fitting that it was snow road that I slid right by. I said, I guess I'm taking the next right turn. It just got crazy, and then it got worse, and it got worse, and suddenly like, people are losing power, and it was just, it was a good storm. It was the best one that we've seen since we've been here, like just the strongest and the most snow, and you can see all of our trees, the branches are hanging down, and I saw branches down everywhere. It was just crazy. It was dangerous, it was slippery, it was very sudden, out of nowhere, this storm that just came in and affected the way we live our lives. Especially for those who lost power. Now, life can be like that sometimes, can it? Where things are just fine, it's okay, everything's safe, everything's easygoing, and suddenly, out of nowhere, something comes in, suddenly... And, 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 and it's hard to kind of maneuver, just like I've slid right by that. You, you, things start to get a little uneasy on your feet in life, and life can be like that storm. It can be like we have this We talk about the storms of life. Thankfully, we've seen in the scriptures how Jesus speaks peace to the storm. Remember that time on, in Mark chapter four when he's sleeping in the boat and the storms come and the disciples say, you're sleeping, don't you even care that we're all gonna die? And he gets up and says, oh you have little faith and speaks peace, peace be still, and the storm calms down. Jesus speaks peace to the storm. But sometimes, church, sometimes the peaceful voice of God isn't meant to calm the storm. It's not always meant to calm your storm. It's meant to calm you. It's meant to calm you. Yes, praise God, Jesus and the Lord often speaks peace to our storm. And the problem, the storm in our life goes away and everything calms down, and life kind of gets back to normal. Thank God that sometimes He does do that. But also sometimes he speaks not peace to the storm, but he speaks peace through the storm. Today we're talking about the God. peace if you have your Bibles or your phone with a Bible app go to Matthew chapter 14 this morning Matthew chapter 14 Matthew 14 we're gonna read some scriptures this morning and read an account of the ministry and life of Jesus about him speaking peace through the storm here's the tough part sometimes the problem doesn't go away sometimes the storm rages on Sometimes the hurt remains. Sometimes the darkness still looms. Sometimes the divorce does finalize. Sometimes the cancer does spread. Sometimes you get that dreaded phone call that you hoped you wouldn't get. You still battle fear that relationship isn't the way that it it used to be. Uh, Your loved one is still gone. Your bitter memories are not erased. Sometimes the storm doesn't go away and yes in Mark chapter 4 we saw uh, that Jesus um, Woke up and he calmed the storm and he stopped it. It went away. The waves ceased The the thunder and lightning stopped But that's not always how the peaceful voice of God speaks Sometimes the storm in our life rages on And God reminds us that our peace is not dependent on our circumstances or our surroundings, but our peace is dependent on His grace and on His presence. And sometimes in those situations when the storm continues to linger on, it may seem like He doesn't care. God, what are you doing? Like I've asked you to remove this trial from my life. And yet it still is here. I'm still affected by it. I'm still being hurt by it. God, what are you doing? It may seem like he doesn't care, but when you accuse God of not caring, you're questioning the very essence of who he is. Let's look at the scriptures. Matthew 14, starting in verse 22. It says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship, and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. He just finished preaching to all these people and now he's sent his disciples off into a ship and he's going, uh, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain. He went to a mountain and his disciples went in the ship. He went up to a mountain apart to, to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves for the wind was contrary. So Jesus sends his disciples into a storm who is in control of the weather the winds and the waves and the storms it's God isn't it so Jesus sends his disciples knowing they're going to get into a storm sometimes God will send you into a storm on purpose not because he's rude or he wants to see you struggle but because he wants to do something in your life and he's about to do something in these disciples lives This is the same disciples uh, that were in the storm where Jesus calmed it when he was sleeping in the boat. Same disciples, different storm, different storm, same Jesus. Verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. Again, practically speaking, Jesus showing his power over the powers of nature, literally walking on the water, walking on the waves through the wind and the rain. Verse 26, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. This time Jesus wasn't in the boat with them like he was in the last storm, sleeping in the boat where they kind of woke about, what are you doing? No, literally, they literally thought that they were seeing a ghost. Walking out there on the sea in the midst of the darkness and rain and thunder and lightning. They screamed in fear, Shout! apparently now more worried about the ghost that they think they're seeing than the actual storm. These guys sound just like me oftentimes. You ever been there? It was like one thing after another happening. You know, when it rains, it pours, I guess. I mean, I can be so cynical sometimes with that stuff. Oh, you know, it's just the way it is. I can never catch a break. Why do these things happen to me? If it's not one thing, it's another thing. And that's what the disciples do. like, well, here we are in the storm, and now there's a ghost now. Like, what's going to happen next? It's like the dad who fixes the sink only to break the cupboard door while he was fixing the sink. That's been me. And then you're got then you're a bunch of different problems all at once. We are naturally negative people. Our flesh is not very optimistic. It's just the way it is. But it's not even a ghost. They just, they just think it is. So verse 27. But straightway... Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. These three statements in Jesus' words to the disciples as he's walking on the stormy sea and they're in that boat rocking back and forth. These three statements that he gives them capture the very heart of God. That, that not only does he speak peace, and not only does he give peace, but, but he is peace. The Prince of Peace. And listen, can I just say this? You won't find peace in your life until you admit that you really don't have any. You won't search for peace until you realize that you need it. Oftentimes, you will walk through life, I will walk through life thinking we have it all together. Things are fine when deep inside our hearts and in our lives, we are lacking peace. We are stressed out maniacs. We are just constantly on edge, ready to break at a moment's notice, full of anxiety. And yet we mask it with busyness and with other things and hobbies and, and a smile that's blocking just what's going on inside. You, you, you won't find peace until you admit that you really don't have any. So what does Christ say to them? And in Christ saying it to them, what is God saying to us this morning? He starts off by saying, be of good cheer. And I call this a, a storm-tempering proclamation. Think about it. Be of good cheer. You know, it's such an odd statement to make in the middle of what they're going through. Like, just think about how the disciples would have taken this as they're like holding on for dear life, probably getting sick over the edge of of the ship. Listen, I'm a seasick kind of guy. I got sick. I get sick on the roller coasters at Disney and I'll still ride them. But we were talking about trying to take a cruise one day and I'm like, I don't know if I want to. What if I get seasick the whole time? And I can't imagine being on this boat with the disciples. And then Jesus says, hey, be of good cheer. You know, Cheer? Joyce, Smiling. It, it's, it's pouring out. Our boat's about to capsize. I, I can barely, I thought you were a ghost. I can barely see who you are. Why do you think I'm screaming like a maniac over here? How do you expect me to be of good cheer? What could possibly make me want to be happy right now? Think about that. We're about to die. Can, can you see yourself yet in these disciples? I sure see myself. God, how do you expect me to be happy when you don't give me the family that I want? Oh God, why would I be cheerful when I'm working as hard as I possibly can and still barely making it? God, why would I smile when you let my my mom or my dad or my friend or my uh, fill in the blank uh, uh, leave this earth and pass away after I pray for their health? God, you haven't calmed my storm, so how can I be okay? How can I be cheerful? Why would I be cheerful? The reason why we can be of good cheer is not dependent on whether or not the storm still rages on, or your trial still remains. You can be of good cheer because of what Christ says next to them. Be of good cheer, why? It is I. A worry-shattering introduction. Be of good cheer. How can I in the middle of all this mess? Because I'm here. God is present in the store. God is with you. It is him who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So yes, you may not have the relationship that you crave or that you want or the family that you want or desire, but Jesus is enough. You, you may barely be making it, working as hard as you can, even picking up extra shifts and still struggling, but God is enough. You may have lost that loved one, that friendship, that job, but He is enough. It is I. I'm here. You cannot convince me, you cannot convince me that there is anything in this world or in your existence that you need more than God. You'll never be able to prove to me or convince me that in your life that there is anything that you need more than Jesus Christ. His grace, His love, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that is all you need. We may want a lot of things and that's okay. But there is only one thing that you truly desperately need we sang it this morning Lord I need you does God bless us with family and jobs and things that we want and health and freedom etc yes yes he does yes he does but the presence of those blessings of those gifts that God gives us in a family in a job in health the presence of those blessings doesn't prove the faithfulness of God, they just show the grace of God. Because guess what? God is faithful even if those things are gone. God is faithful even when those things disappear. Listen, when our emotions, our spirits, our choices are based on the presence of those undeserved gifts and blessings. When when our our entire being is, is, is determined and based on having those things in our lives, that family, that job, we will live as angry, bitter, untrusting children of God or depressed, happy individuals, unhappy individuals when those things disappear. If we base our happiness and our joy and our peace on having all those things together, having that family, that job, that stability, that health, and like, okay, hey, thanks, God, all these things, I can be happy, and we lose one of those things. We lose all those things. When our emotions are based on having those things, when they're gone, we fall apart. There's an old song I sing growing up from the, from the hymnal. Jesus is all the world to me my life, my joy, my all. He lived for me, he died for me, he rose for me, he's coming for me. He is, he always has been, always will be enough. I may live sometimes, like I don't believe that. I may live in such a way that it seems that, that, that I need other things to make me happy and it's in those prideful moments of my life that I do start to get and step away from God and, 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 and reject his faithfulness and goodness in my life because I think that I know what I need but when I finally get to the end of my rope I remember I'm reminded through the scriptures and through the voice of God in my life that he is all I need Jesus' last statement focuses on the heart of the disciples problems he said be of good cheer it is I and this last statement focuses on the heart Of the disciples problem and that was their fear and he says be not afraid be not afraid a fear-destroying invitation be not afraid he's saying to them in the middle of their storm the storm's still raging on for the disciples and the storm may still be raging on in your life right now and God says to you be not afraid it's gonna be okay It's me, it's me. Now trust me. So how do you fight this fear? How do you fight this worry, this anxiety? How do you fight it? You step into it. Verse 28, Peter answered him after Jesus said, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Peter answered him and said in verse 28, Lord, if it be thou, if it's really you, bid me come unto thee on the water. If it's really you, God, let me come out with you. I want to be near you. And he said, Jesus said, Come, come. Do you see it, church? In the storm, Jesus says, Come. In the middle of your anxiety, he says, come. At the moment of fear, in your time of distress, he says, come unto me. Yes, come, step into the storm. When you're confused, when you have no peace, he says, come, come to me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest, he says, come. When you can't find that rest, when hope disappears, he says, come to me. Listen, I can get specific. When you total your car and your insurance won't cover all the damages and you're stuck and have no idea what you're going to do next, he says, come to me. He says, come. When your adult child is going through a divorce and you don't know what went wrong and how you could have helped and done things differently, he says, come. When your marriage seems to have lost its spark and you feel like you're just kind of living together and there's not really anything, he says, come to me. When you're trying so hard to find purpose in life, what am I supposed to do? But every choice you make seems to leave you more confused about your future. He says, come to me. What do I mean by come? What do he mean by come? And step out of the boat. Step out of your comfort zone. Step away from your self-dependence. Step away from that guarded heart where like you don't want to anybody in. Step away from your arrogance. Step out of what you think is keeping you safe and fall into the arms of the only one who can keep you safe, and that's Jesus. That's him. He's the God of peace. He's the God of peace. You would think that the boat, even in the middle of the storm, would seem safer than walking out into that storm, but Peter, being the crazy guy that he was, and some of you are just like Peter, he did he stepped out of the boat and he began walking on the water and if you know the story you know that as he walked towards the Savior he again looked around and was distracted and probably fearful of these winds and the waves all around him and when he took his eyes off Christ he began to sink and said Lord save me and Jesus reached down and saved him and, 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 and physically saved his life listen Some of you have got to get to that point when you finally step out of the boat. You step into that fear. With confidence, with faith. Because he will give you peace. He may not take that storm away, but he's with you in it. And he says, Be not afraid. He says, be of good cheer, I'm here, it's me. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You can walk on the water with me. You'll see miracles, you'll see blessings, unimaginable. Just trust me. The voice of peace is speaking to you. The God of peace is speaking to you this morning. Will you listen to God or will you instead listen to the wind and thunder around you? Will you look to the waves instead of looking at the Savior? Listen, there is grace found in Christ, in God, to live a life of gospel peace. You can live a life of peace in the midst of the storm. And I'm telling you, you won't find it anywhere else. You won't find it anywhere else. This is our God. This is our God, the God of peace. And some of you this morning are lacking peace in your life, lacking peace in your marriage lacking peace in your situation. And I urge you this morning, I beg you this morning to come to Jesus. Come and lay your burdens down. Come and lay your fears down. Come and rest in His arms. Stop focusing on the storm. It's so easy to focus on the storm. It seems a little bit louder, doesn't it, than the rest of life. The storm is a little bit louder, and and you can see it's right there in front of you. You're faced every day. You wake up and that storm is still there. Come to Jesus. He's calling to you. That old hymn we sing, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling to you and to me. Come home is what he's saying. Will you come to him today? Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Who is lacking peace this morning? Let's be real this morning, church. No one's looking around. You say, Pastor, I'm going through a storm myself. Would you slip your hand up so I can pray for you? Someone, come on, thank you, thank you, all over the room. I know some of you. Some of you, i talked to you about your storm. I've talked to you about that storm, even this week. Can I encourage you this morning? Rest in the arms of Jesus. Come to Him. Trust Him. Trust Him. Trust Him. He will not let you down. That doesn't mean everything you think that's supposed to happen is going to happen. It just means that he will be there with you, helping you, growing you, teaching you, molding you into who he wants you to be. It's the storms of life that make us more like Jesus. Goodness gracious, I hate the storms too, guys. I DON'T WANT TO INVITE STORMS IN MY LIFE, BUT GUESS WHAT? THEY'RE GOING TO COME, AND THEY HAVE COME. BUT I CAN LOOK BACK AT SOME OF THOSE STORMS, AND I CAN LOOK AT THE PEACE THAT HE SPOKE TO MY HEART, AND I CAN LOOK AT THE CHANGE THAT HE MADE IN MY LIFE, AND I CAN LOOK AT THE MIRACLES THAT I WAS ABLE AND PRIVILEGED TO SEE, AND THERE NEVER WOULD HAVE BEEN A MIRACLE WITHOUT THE STORM. So by the grace of God, you can get to a point where you're thankful for the storm, where you praise him in the storm because you begin to see what he's doing. Take a moment, church. Take a moment. Talk to God. He knows you're facing it. Talk to God and say, Lord, I'm coming to you coming back to you I'm done relying on myself I don't want to live in this complaint filled worry filled life I want to rest in you God you know my storm I'm asking you to lead me through it and deliver me from it in the name of Jesus I'm asking you God to deliver me from my storm to deliver me from this trial Lord show me what you're trying to show me help me to see what you're trying to teach me Help me to find the lesson in the story. Talk to us more in church. Thank you again for listening to the Coastline Baptist Church Podcast. We hope the message was an encouragement to your heart. Please connect with us through our website, coastlinecc.org, or on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message, send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd also love if you could visit us for a Sunday morning service. You can find our address on our website, and our services start at 10 a.m. Our mission at Coastline is simply this, to know Jesus deeply and to show Jesus daily. I hope that we've helped you do that in your life today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.